today. Welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Are you familiar with that passage of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6? I'm sure you are. You probably haven't had it quoted to yourself many times. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 12:28 is a close kin to it. It says, "In the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof there is no death." Well, I hope that today is a day that you're really living according to that principle, that you're finding your path in the way of righteousness, that you're trusting that the Lord can give you the direction and the power to be able to follow his direction. I have never ceased to be amazed at our Lord's goodness and how he condescends and in, in, onto our level and works things out for his glory. Uh, he orchestrates all of our circumstances, even though sometimes our circumstances are a product of our own lack of faith or disobedience. God has a way of working good things out of that. But how much better if we are already found in the way, I mean in the right way, and serving him faithfully. God uses all kinds of things in life, does he not? And you know, I find that he doesn't just limit that to human beings and their actions, but God uses all of his creation to bring glory to his name. And I find that that's a, uh, illustrated in a remarkable way in 1 Samuel chapters 4 through 7. Uh, and in the, these chapters, you read of uh, the conflict that existed constantly between the Philistines and the Israelites. And there was warfare that seemed to go on all the time. And when they tried to do it in their own strength, that seems that they failed and uh, they, they faltered and staggered along until they finally came to a point where they would rely on the Lord. And then at times God had to clean up the mess after them. Uh, that's true with all of us, is it not? Uh, we make choices in life and sometimes we do it and rush ahead of God. We try to come up with our own ideas of how to fix situations. And in doing so, we end up making them more of a mess because we're not making choices based on principles of the Word of God. This happens all the time in people's lives. I've done it myself, where I seem to think that there's a plain path, but it doesn't end up being that way. That's what the Israelites did when they lost a battle to the Philistines and decided, well, our problem is that we didn't have the right... Uh, the right equipment with us. We need to send back to Shiloh and we need to get the Ark of the Covenant and take that into battle with us. And some people think that way, that if they uh, they attend church or they have their Bible with them or that they uh, have a certain prayer or something of that nature, that they get a little religion and they think that God's going to be on board with their plan. But in reality, we got to do things God's way. And uh, But the end result is the Israelites got the... Got the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, they went into the battle, and guess what? They lost because they were not doing things God's way. And you have read the story. The Philistines end up stealing the Ark of the Covenant. It's for seven long months. The Ark of the Covenant was in the house of Dagon, the god of the Philistines. And great day did they experience uh, terrible repercussions. Tumors plagued the people of the Philistines. 
uh, they were experiencing the wrath of God and the judgment of God. And they just, they were at a loss to know what to do because people were dying and the, they were plagued with terrible, terrible physical consequences. So they gathered together their spiritual leaders and said, what should we do? We got to fix this situation or we're all going to be dead. And as a result, they made the decision that they were going to move the Ark of the Covenant. And in order to determine whether or not this disease and sickness was all from God or not, they were going to do it in a unique way. And the Bible goes on to tell us that in chapter 4, 5, and 6, really, of 1 Samuel, that they were going to put the Ark of the Covenant on a cart that was drawn by two milk cows. Uh, and I think this is, to me, it's almost humorous the way the Lord unfolds this. Uh, and I don't know that we in our modern day American Christianity can really appreciate what's going, getting ready to happen. We we don't live, at least I don't live right now, in an agrarian society where uh, our culture, where everybody's farmers. It used to be a day when everybody, near, near about everybody farmed in America because that's the way you subsisted. Uh, but here, this is an interesting situation because both of these cows that were tied to this cart had calves. And the Philistines uh, said, let's keep the calves shut up in a pen at home. And the two cows would then leave home. And the Bible says in verse 12, of chapter 6, that these two cows were going to leave home. They were going to lead them out so far, and then they were going to wait and see what the cows did. If these cows would go straight way, that's what verse 12 says of First Samuel chapter 6, that they would go along the highway. They wouldn't turn to the right or turn to the left. They were going to go straight to the town of Beit Shemesh, which is a border town for Israel and Philistines. And now, I, do I need to say today in the podcast that that was a great miracle? I mean, to get two cows to leave home and head directly in another direction from their calves uh, leaving them behind as they went meant that, you know, there's no doubt that God was intervening supernaturally here. His power was what was at work in this in this event. And all the way to that town of Beit Shemesh, the cows went lowing. They were crying for their calves, but here are two of them pulling together, heading in the same direction, not altering their path. Uh, they didn't turn to the right hand or to the left, and they went straight to that border town. Now, that is a miraculous thing, uh, and I'm going to make another observation about that in a moment. But as I read that, I mark in my in my mind and in my heart that there's something significant to what God did there. These two cattle that were probably not used to pulling in the lo in the yoke together evenly on that load. They didn't have a driver. They didn't have somebody that was uh, directing them to pull together all the way to the town. Uh, but the overpowering hand of God on these two brute creatures was significant. It's interesting that Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 3, God says animals sometimes have more sense than rebellious humans do. Uh, he said, the ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. 
So these two animals really reveal something significant. Can we give some thought to this today? It may seem trivial to you as you hear what happened there, but I think it is really illustrative of a great truth. These two animals are are, are really showing us what should be our attitude about the will of God, how we view that, about the power of God in our lives, that when we are compelled by His supernatural strength and power, we're going to be willing to do what needs to be done in order to be obedient to Him. Now, I'm not saying that this is how the cows reasoned in their minds. I'm simply saying to you that here is a great illustration of somebody who wants to pursue the will of God. And that is that there is nothing that can sway me from doing what God wants me to do, whether that's to leave home, to overcome some natural inbred desire that we have, uh, to long for home and hearth, to, to leave those that are of your natural affection that you would have, uh, but be willing to deny myself and to go forward and to serve the Lord. I can't let the cows outdo me. They can't let cows outdo you. When God gives you his revealed will, when he tells you what's expected of you, have a willingness to be able to say, yes, Lord, I will follow you and I will follow you completely. That's what it says in Luke 9, 23. If any man will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. Come after me. That's what. That's an unconditional surrender to the will of God. We don't see that much in Bible-believing churches even much these days. Uh, we don't appreciate the cost uh, that is associated with following after the Lord and doing His will. That's what God calls us to do, to set apart our natural desires, our natural affections, um, and how they influence our lives and yield completely to the will of God. Um, that's not slavery, that's blessing. And that's exactly what happens when you follow the will of God. So let's not, uh, let's not be rebellious, but let's follow in the Lord's way, just as those animals did in order to accomplish a great task for God. Remember that today. He may put you in a circumstance where you are compelled to follow after him. Do so in a way that tells the story that you are 100% sold out to the cause of your God. It may cost you. It may, it may, uh, uh, it may mean that you may have to lose something in this life. But I assure you that anything that you lose in this life will be more than made up for in eternity. God bless you. Walk with Christ today and serve.